Hello and welcome to the Post Up Podcast. This is Cyrus Rogers. I'm joined by the ever-present Kaunda Chama, also known as... The Playoffs K. How are you doing, Cyrus? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Apparently, people who have the nickname Playoffs something don't seem to be having a good time looking at you, one Paul George. Um, so Ooh. if you're doing better than Paul George, then you must be doing pretty well, Kaunda. No, no, I'm doing well, man. I'm enjoying the Playoffs, Cyrus. I haven't seen basketball this exciting in in in, in a long time I mean, i'd say like, almost about a season <laughs> yeah almost about a season the guys have engaged playoffs gear and uh, and i think it's on it is uh, it, it, has it is really on. on it's been really incredible because obviously we did our brackets we've done our previews on on the the playoffs and and seeing how things might turn out and i don't think we were ever ready for some of the surprises that have hit us um like the magic beating the bucks in game one of their series or even you know potentially the paces being swept by the by the heat so i think let's get into it in terms of the things that we want to discuss today and let's start with looking at both um the eastern and western conferences and the brackets let's start with the east and and get your thoughts on stuff Count. I mean, um, let's start with one of my favorite matchups, which was Brooklyn versus Toronto, because it was a favorite because our, our brothers in, the, in Toronto just seemed to do everything they needed to do in order to get that sweep done. Um, what is your thoughts on that series? Cyrus, one of the teams that has really impressed me this season is the Toronto Raptors. I mm. always refer back to this. When Kawhi and Danny Green left that uh, team, I thought they were gonna sort of not really crumble, but they were gonna have big cracks that were gonna be hard to fix. Yeah. But what they've done is they've held on to the momentum that they had from last season, where you know you take down a Golden State Warriors. Okay, it was a limping Golden State Warriors, it was a broken yes. Golden State Warriors, yeah. but the road to meeting the Golden State Warriors wasn't easy. You had to go over the 76ers, you had to go over the Bucks, then you met the Golden State Warriors, but obviously they were injury laden and they really couldn't put up that big a fight. But still, the momentum that came with that championship had stayed, you know, solid, and I like it. And when you look at who they're facing right now is the Brooklyn Nets. Kyrie didn't make it to you know to the bubble due to yeah. personal reasons and then you've got KD. one uh Kevin Durant who's injured and decided to sit out this season just to make sure he's 100% by the time the 2021-2022 season starts mm. so I kind of expected this sweep although personally in the back of my mind I had given the Nets a game but as you know these African boys in in the north are not playing yeah, no, well, let's say they are playing. Though, to, 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 to correct you a little bit, it would be the 2020-21 season. You're already, you know, oh, giving, giving KD another extra year out. But um, I think sorry, the, thing, sorry. <laughs> the thing I'm loving, though, is that this was a Brooklyn team who played a lot of their role players. Their, their coach, Jacques Vaughn, Jacques Vaughn, might not be there next season. You know, people don't know what's happening with, with Brooklyn because they're trying to find a sort of high-profile coach to come in. And th they're a team treading water. This was the two-seed Raptors taking on the seven-seed Brooklyn Nets. And it went the way it, I, I suppose it should have. Though what's been interesting is of the four playoff games in the Western Conference, the Milwaukee one seems to have been the most surprising because the Bucks obviously losing their first game to, to Orlando was, was a major issue. But presumptively, we're looking at the Heat sweeping the, the paces. That will happen very soon. And then the Boston Celtics having swept the, the Sixers. So there's, there's been a lot of mismatches. Um, I've loved seeing the Raptors go to work. I've loved seeing Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Fleet, um, Kyle Lowry, Serge Ibaka, the, uh, the OG Ananobi. Those guys have just played so well. And then you have Nick Nurse winning uh, Coach of the Year. 
year. I mean, uh-huh. everything is just working for Toronto right now. And so that sweep was well deserved. Um, but then I suppose you look at the three seeded Boston Celtics taking on the six seeded uh, Philadelphia 76ers. Would you have predicted a sweep there? Because neither of us did. No, Cyrus, I was expecting this to go at least six games. If you ask me, I thought the 76ers would take at least two games and and, and, uh, the Boston Celtics would win the four. But I think the absence of uh, one Ben Simmons really affected them. And and as hard as Joel Embiid tried to play, it it, it just didn't come together because the team kind of, it lacked an identity and and it was just here, there and everywhere. And, and, And I think Boston capitalized on that. And then they just said, look, let's sweep and get some rest before we go into the second round. And, 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 and you know, there was literally nothing that, that the 76ers could throw at the Boston Celtics and motivated Boston Celtics yeah. as well. You know, they, 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 they just got an uh, Kemba Walker this season who, who's been a great addition there at the, at the point guard position. They, they've got Jalen Brown, another youngster who's really playing at the top of his game. We, we, we've got Jason Tatum playing at the top of his game. Mm. Marcus Smart is that dog that'll get you. Uh, Cyrus, I, I think the Boston Celtics are, are, are primed to go deep into this playoffs. And when oh, you look, this is as deep as they're getting, Calendar. I'm gonna cut we'll you see. off there. We'll <laughs> see, we'll see, because it's it's Toronto, Toronto, Boston yep. in the in, in in the second round. That's gonna be interesting because I think Toronto have, a, have got a bit of an upper hand when you look at size as as mm-hmm. well as uh, speed. Maybe you know Kemba might be a little bit faster than Cal Lowry, but but they've still got your Fred Van Fleets and them that are still there. Norman yeah. Powell. You know, so the, 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 the Toronto Raptors look like they might, they might stop the Boston's hot in their tracks. But if you yeah. look at the other matchups I, uh, on the East, like you mentioned, the Heat uh, against the Pacers, I really expected something better from the Pacers. And yep. I was quite encouraged by the fact that one Victor Oladipo made it back into the squad and he made it into the bubble. And I was like, yeah, this is going to be fantastic. But look, sometimes things surprise you. I mean, who would have expected that, you know, the, 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 the Dallas, uh, not the Dallas, sorry, who would have expected that the Orlando, Orlando Magic, Magic yeah. would have beaten the Milwaukee Bucks in game one? That was yeah. a shock for me, Cyrus. I was like, what is going on in Milwaukee? <laughs> but, well, but, it you was know, what it, was going on everywhere. But but at this moment, you know, as we record, it's 2-1 in favor of the Bucks. And I, and I kind of get the feeling that... Uh, Orlando have had their best day already and the mm. Bucks are ready to just, you know, put this one to bed. But, you know, the East is still looking good. I like the fact that, you know, the second round is already decided in terms of, you know, uh, the, 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 the Boston Celtics taking on the, the, the Raptors. Toronto Raptors. Yeah, like that's that. going to be a great matchup. And, and for me, I think I was really surprised because I felt feeling, I think we both said the, the Celtics might beat the Sixers, um, but it's but also not injury, not, not like that, not a sweep. And especially with, with the likes of, of Joel Embiid there, but it seemed like the supporting cast just had no answers. Um, there's people who have been calling out everybody from, uh, you know, the GM um, to the coach to the players everybody in Philly is pointing fingers at each other in terms of the fan base and saying where did it all go wrong and and I guess there's a lot of people who said no nah, the team wasn't constructed properly and, and I guess by rights that there seems to be a major issue because if you add in 
players like Tobias Harris and Al Horford, you expect to get a lot more. And they just have not delivered at all. Uh, Joel Embiid was Joel Embiid. There's only so much he can do at his position. And sometimes perhaps he, he needed to try and be more motivated. There are players dropping 50 points around him through their all guards and, and, and guys who shoot a heck of a lot. But, uh -huh. you know, they, they just didn't have anything, any answer for the Boston Celtics. And I think this is where the team matchups just played in Boston's favor. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown were really fantastic. Obviously, the Celtics have, have not had Gordon Hayward there because of uh, injury issues, but it's it, they didn't miss him. And to sweep yeah. the Sixers without Hayward um, says a heck of a lot about where they are. No, Cyrus, I might even ask you a, a controversial question here. Yes. Uh, with, the, with the performance of the Sixers, do you suspect uh, dissent in the ranks? Oh, you know, I, I must say sometimes I don't know about dissent as such, but I do think there's a major disappointment. And I think that sometimes, I mean, you know, they had that one just before their final game. They didn't have practice. Remember, they canceled their practice. That almost felt like uh -huh. the team had just given up, you know, whether it be the players just saying, look, coach Brett Brown, what's the point, you know, and even the coaching staff. I mean, maybe there are other issues around it, maybe the stuff that's happening, but I just feel as if they, they just weren't there. They're not together as a unit. They don't have that together at all and and perhaps you do need to have a sea change i don't think they'll change the gm in elton brand but i do think that coach brett brown's days are numbered in in philly and they have been for for some time um because look at the the the, the assets that they've had and and they haven't managed to make anything of it so who knows what's going to happen for them but um they're out of the equation you've got boston taking on toronto in the second round there and i think that's going to be an incredible matchup because i yes, I, I fancy the toronto raptors here they're the number two seed for a reason in fact in the eastern conference primarily you're seeing these guys, the ones who play with heart, the ones who play with pace and movement are the ones who get the results. That's why if you look at the Miami Heat versus Indiana Pacers um, matchup, you look at it and you see the Pacers were just so static. They're just not setting screens. There's no ball movement. The players themselves are not moving. It's like they're basically trying to rely on isolation ball to get the players to make their own shots. Whereas the Miami Heat, uh, conversely, move around well, move the ball well, get the ball into shooters' hands, and their shooters are making their shots. I mean, Duncan Robinson has been an incredible, incredible player for the Heat. Uh, then you add Tyler Hero, the, the rookie, and he's also making three-pointers. Jimmy Butler, who's been shooting them poorly, has now been making his shots. The Heat just seem motivated. I love Eric Spolstra as a coach. They're doing all things right. Bam Adebayo has just been so immense for them that the Heat is just going to be a, a crazy tough matchup for somebody like Milwaukee, who don't necessarily defend against three ball well, especially when it's being shot well, as we saw um, when they, they lost game one of, them, of their series. But what about this Pacers team that stood out for you in terms of their lack of, of effort at the moment? Cyrus, look. You know, uh, when 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 T.J. Warren had that uh, you know that that humongous game or that that humongous performance, and I figured, wow, this should be a motivation for for, for the rest of his squad to say, you know what, we can do great things. And, and Victor Victor Oladipo is always, you know, he's always he's been dependable. He's been dependable in the know, past. And then you've got Miles Turner as well. Great rim protector, great big man there in the center, and, and, and you know, and I and I think to myself, where is it going wrong? 
because because this is actually a great team when you look at it. Malcolm Brogdon, where, where you know when, when yeah. you look at it on paper, I, 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 I mean, don't, don't they have two Holiday brothers who play yep. very well on Justin that and Aaron? That, that, that is a great squad when you look at it on paper. But I think what the Heat have managed to, you, you know, Cyrus. One thing I've I, I've been looking at, and, and I think this is something you mentioned early in in the, in the restart, is the fact that everybody's playing in the bubble has changed the landscape 150 percent first of all there are no real road games there are no real home ground advantages so it's everybody playing in somebody else's backyard yeah and And seeing who comes out on top so so there's no thing whereby we've got the home fans the other team is on the road they're going to get here a little bit fatigued depending on where they're coming yep. from we, we there are no advantages we're we're going to we're going to make sure we we use that that energy from our fans and and get into their heads there is none of that Cyrus mm. so i don't know if this we can say this is exposing some teams or oh that's interesting that's is, is it like exposing that. some teams when 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 the when the you know when 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 the playing field is is level, level is this yeah. exposing some teams' weaknesses because everybody's playing away. Let's let's keep it real. Yeah, Apart yeah. from the Orlando Magic, because everybody else is playing in Even Orlando, right? Even they're still uh, still <laughs> away. You know, they're not at, even them. At, it, at the it, it's away. So so could we say some weak links are being exposed? I think so. And I also think one of the critical things here is, is mentality. When you look at the Miami Heat, they almost seem to embody that Jimmy Butler mentality that no one is going to tell me what I can't do. I'm just going to go for it. This is, you know, this is about fight. And one of the things I've seen, and, and this is actually interesting because you mentioned TJ Warren and how people have spoken about Warren and Butler's, uh, you know, uncourt spats and, and that sort of thing is that I've seen a Jimmy Butler who is focused ready to battle not even getting in, in 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 warren's face but giving him the game of his life every night and warren doesn't rise to the occasion he's just sort of faded into the background not made the shots that he was making when they got into the bubble and almost has become the tj warren everybody thought that's who tj warren was um but i suppose the thing is you as much as we expect a lot from players like um like victor oladipo who we, you know, we both love that guy. He just is still working his way back to to full, not even just fitness, but form. And that's what's one of the things that's been lacking. He ordinarily is the kind of guy who gets the bit between his teeth, goes at teams and really goes hard. And he just hasn't seen that. And, and since that's been missing and there's no Sabonis because of injury, they haven't had a turn, a, a person they can turn to. And so for me, that's what the places have just been, not just poor, they've been lackluster. Whereas the Heat have been good and they've been fired up. Um, so Heat for me, you know, making their way through to the next round just obviously makes sense. Um, but let's move on to the last of the matchups in the East, just to talk about that briefly, because it looks like the Bucks are finally finding their, their, their rhythm again. And now, you know, being up against the Magic says that they're focused, they're ready. Do you think that this Bucks team, the way it's constructed, the players that they have, are actually going to get past the Heat? going to get past the heat um yeah. cyrus is got, it's going to be a great battle do you know why mm-hmm. because like you mentioned the, the the miami heat have taken on that jimmy butler you know you, you know I'll, I'll take anybody in my way 
mm. uh, mentality. You can see he, he he's really injected his energy into the young into the youngsters in that yeah. squad. They're fearless. They they come in for battle and they 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 they're, they're ready to rumble. It's 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 not even WWE. In this, it's WWF. <laughs> it's old school. In fact, they, don't you they, don't you feel this is kind of what he wanted the Timberwolves to be, and they just couldn't rise to what his expectations were. Cyrus, this is what he wanted the Timberwolves to be. This is what he wanted the 76ers to be. That's why and the Bulls. I think, and the Bulls to start with, before he even went to the Wolves. Yeah. And that's what he wanted. And he couldn't get that out of your likes of, uh, what was Larry Markinen there already? Yeah, well, uh, the, the likes of Markinen, the likes of Valentine. The, Valentine. Know, the, the, the list Even of David Barber must have been there yeah. at, at that time. That's what he wanted out of those. And, and, and he got frustrated and left. And when he went to the Timberwolves, he wanted the same out of Andrew Wiggins, Cat, and them. You know, he wanted to see this come out of them and he just didn't come out. Then he went to play at the 76ers and it didn't work. And I think he just needed a bunch of guys like Bama de Bio, you know, that, 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 that look at him uh, and, and say, this is our big brother. What he says, he's done this before and he's been here so many times. Let's follow his lead. You know and what I mean? And I, I, and I, I think that's what's happening. That's what's happening in, 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 uh, in Miami. And I think Coach Spolstra probably tells him like, yo, as long as you keep it above board, plus I might buy a couple of coffees, from you <laughs> make sure you keep these kids motivated and and he goes there and and, and you know it, it, even the not so young guys like Goran Dragic you you can see they're coming through the they're performances ready. are great they're and, and ready to take this on that's the thing is that you found Jimmy Butler's found the perfect partners in the Miami Heat in that organization because not only is the uh, uh, coach Spolstra the president of basketball affairs is also a you know a hall of famer and a legend um, Two-time champion, baby. Well, you know, I mean, with the, the sl most slick back hair you've ever seen. No, not Al Pacino, but come on, help me out here, Kay. <laughs> you know, we, we, help me out here. It's, it's not scent of a woman. It's not a heat. <laughs> it's not even Miami Vice. No, it's Pat not. Pat Riley. Pat Riley is just doing it like he's doing it for TV. But the thing <laughs> is, is that that championship grittiness, that championship pedigree is filtering its way down. You get it from, from Pat Riley, you get it from Coach Spolstra, and then you get that same level of attitude from Jimmy Butler. And so that buy-in is what they have in Miami. They know they don't have superstars as such, though Jimmy mm -hmm. Butler would probably, you know, say that he is, but they've got a, a good mentality about them. And that's the critical thing. And I think they'll be such an interesting matchup for the Bucks because the Bucks don't necessarily defend the perimeter well. Um, mm -hmm. Play a lot of, of of ball through Giannis. Although, if if you've got Giannis, you've got to use all of his strength. So it's not as if you know other teams wouldn't do that. But I just think the Bucks might find it really tough to beat the Heat. Um, but who knows? Maybe the Bucks are, are finding form, finding that that pedigree again. Um, I think that a Bucks Heat matchup is going to be an incredible proposition. Um, and I think Cyrus, you've got to back Giannis, right? We're backing Giannis, but the 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 the, the, the Bucks got to bring Plan A, B, and C to the table in order to beat this motivated Heat squad. I'm so telling you, Cyrus, A for Tetokumpo. Yes, and B. <laughs> B for the for, for, Brooke for, Lopez. for Brooke Lopez. Yes. <laughs> oh gosh, we're gonna do this, aren't we? C four. 
yes. Let's C for whoever's surname starts with C. But 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 Cyrus, on a serious note, they really have to make sure that if uh, Antetokounmpo, if Yanis is shut down, at least he's got more confidence in his mid-range and even these three sometimes. But if they shut down Yanis in the tunnel heading to that bucket, it's going to be a problem. Yeah, and, the Bucks and have they showed. have to find a plan B for for Yanis because Yanis will spin on you. Yanis yeah. will euro step past you. But what if they've got somebody? What if the the, the, the Heat start double teaming Yanis mm. and making sure he doesn't comfortably get to that bucket? Maybe it's time for uh, an Eric Bledsoe to step his three point game up. Maybe I'm, I'm you know say it, some... it's time for a Chris Middleton. Middleton has got to do more. It being Plan C, maybe C for Chris. He needs no Chris's with a K, but oh, yeah. that's another Chris. <laughs> Moving right along, but my spelling you. wasn't the best, but well, you understand what I mean. They have to have something to defer to because mm. obviously, a Yanis dunk, a Yanis layup is a two. Yeah, so even if they can defer to a mid range because Yanis is being closely guarded or double teamed, that will still give them that win. But if they over dependent on Yanis. Then it's going to be problems. I'm like, to, I'm, I'm liking the fact that Brook Lopez is really stepping up and he's shooting very well at the moment, Cyrus. Mm. And I think he could be one of the saviors. But we need Eric Bledsoe. We need Chris Middleton. Yeah. We, we, we need Brook Lopez. We, we, we need them all to step up and, and show that they really deserve this trip to the to the conference finals. Yeah. Otherwise, Cyrus, remember we spoke in our early, you know, uh, restart editions that there could be some shocking. You know, dark horses that could creep yeah. in. You might just find that the Toronto are back at the top again. Uh, yeah. You might find that the Miami Heat make it to the conference finals. You might even find the Boston Celtics make an appearance mm. there. So, look, I, I mean, I, I've, I've come to a point where I'm like, it's not a guaranteed as I thought it was at the beginning that the Bucks yeah. will make the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, and I think that's how it is for a lot of people, especially when you look at the Bucks' lack of form in the restart, in the bubble. They just haven't been able to get going. A lot of their players have just not, not delivered in the way they should. And, you know, I give Chris Middleton a lot of grief, mainly because I've seen players with his kind of talent just sort of fade and not necessarily deliver when they should do. And um, this is this is a major problem in a team that's chasing a championship because you can't just ride one star. You have to play well as a team, which they haven't been doing. And when you have to turn to a Giannis, and he can do a heck of a lot, it shouldn't be your only plan. Like you said, plans A, B, C, D, E, all the way through to to G for Giannis, and then back e, up. Ersan you know, Ilyasova, you can go. Ersan is an I. But anyway, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Of so course, it's an I. E. It's, it's, Plan it's, I. <laughs> e for Ersin, I for Ilyasova. We've got him covered. But the thing about you know, it is they, they, they gotta go. They've all got to deliver. Chris Middleton has the potential to become, and you know, I don't say this lightly, another Harrison Barnes, who a lot Ooh. was expected of, and he just hasn't delivered to the point where he should be. Um, so I think that the Bucks have got a, a really tough one against the Heat in, in that matchup, if, and if they get through, which the Bucks should do. Uh, but let's go to the Western Conference, and maybe let's start with your guys, the, the LA Lakers, taking on the, the Portland Trailblazers. It looks like the Lakers have finally found what they need to do in order to get past the Blazers um, consistently. Do you think that's the case? Look, Cyrus, um, I think if they get that third win, 
which will be this evening from when we're recording this, uh, then I'll be convinced that they've found that form. I, I think, like you said, uh, there's a lot, there are a lot of moving pieces at the moment because with the games being so close to each other, as you saw in uh, game three, uh, Dame uh, hurt his finger. No, it was game yeah. two where Dame yeah. hurt his finger. Yeah. Uh, and. And, and, and such things will creep in. I mean, uh, I'll go to another game just slightly. You saw that uh, one Luka Doncic uh, mm -hmm. almost had a problem with his ankle. He this did have a problem. Fatigue. This is the fatigue, Cyrus. This is the back, to, you know, the almost back-to-back -back games, if you will. They're so close to each other. Mm. And uh, it was actually, well, for me as a fan, wasn't pleasant, but to most, it was a pleasant surprise that the, the, the you know, the, uh, the 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 Portland Trailblazers actually shocked the Los Angeles Lakers in game one by, by yeah. smacking them convincingly. But then again, I think the Lakers went back and had a sit down and said, look, we've got two of the top five players in the league at the moment on our squad. We just need to get our act together. The supporting, mm. you know, cast has to arrive. KCP has to arrive. Danny Green has to put up some stuff. Yeah. You know, your, your Dwight Howards and your Javels have to come to the party. As well as LeBron, he was, I think, playing a lot in gear one. He's gone mm. into gear two. I noticed that in game three, he was in gear two. And Anthony Davis, the, the thing with Anthony Davis is that when he engages gear, Cyrus, Anthony Davis is almost yeah. virtually unstoppable. Yeah. How many guys do you know that are 6'10", 6'11", that can pull up from three, that can pull up from mid-range, that can dunk, that can Euro step through that lane? He's Cyrus, got it all. Is there anything he can't do apart from maybe shoot from the logo? And I think if he tried it for fun, <laughs> he probably, he probably would. would make it from the logo. If, I, if I'm honest with you right now, Cyrus, there's mm -hmm. only one player that I think can give Anthony Davis a lot of trouble in the league right now, yeah. and that is Kevin Durant due to the size and length of mm. the arms. Other than that, I say Anthony Davis is a problem. And, and I think now that him and LeBron seem to have awoken, if you will, and, yeah. and, and they know that the, the, the Portland Trail Blazers shouldn't be taken easy, I think they might take this one 4-1, uh, maybe even 4-2. But, but, but I think it's not going to be an easy road because Dame and them are also motivated. You've seen the yeah. look on Damian Lillard's face. You've seen the look on CJ McCollum's face. And I love the matchup between LeBron James and one... Uh, oh, Carmelo uh, Anthony. Carmelo Anthony, because he looks like your dude we met when we were young. Don't think I'm going <laughs> to give you I got a bucket for each bucket you've got, son. Yeah. So let's get it on. And I'm loving that because it's one of those, you know, one of those... You know battles that you want to see you know like, it's like a throwback just, oh, yeah it's like <laughs> it's throwback. like if rocky marciano was uh or rocky balboa sorry was facing ivan drago again is that what you you're thinking or is I think this more Danny, Apollo Dan, Creed. daniel larusso I, I think, versus uh no, no i think uh, more apollo creed. <laughs> apollo creed i get you i, I think it's you. more rocky and apollo creed <laughs> but, but, so look I'm, i don't disagree with you uh, on a lot of the points that you're making and I, I tend to think we forget this is a number one seed lakers versus an eight seed portland trailblazers Though the Blazers, for me, are in the eighth seed primarily because of just the, the mid-season injury issues that they'd had. This is a team that should be a far better season than they are. Um, four or five. Yeah, exactly. I mean, five. but this is the way the cards have, have fallen. And then even as an eighth seed, they should be doing better. Um, I think that Damian Lillard is one of the most incredible point guards in the NBA right now. His shooting is just really incredible. He can take over games when he needs to. 
I think sometimes he doesn't do enough of the facilitating. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, you, you'd almost want to see a bit more of a, a Chris Paul type performance from him. Um, though, when you've got all that scoring ability, why, why defer to something else? Um, but he's always been let down by the guys who are around him, um, who just don't show up on the day. And I think one of the critical things, and people have been saying this online and on socials, is Yusuf Nurkic just seems gassed. He seems absolutely done, which is insane because you've just started the playoffs. So, you know, you need to see more from the likes of Hassan Whiteside to try and help Nurk out. But Nurkic is so good and so important to this team that he can't just stop playing, you know, and and the Lakers know that and they're just going to keep pummeling. So I think the Lakers should just beat the Trailblazers primarily because they've got a far better squad or bigger squad in terms of the numbers and the people who they can call on to do stuff. The Lakers can call on, like you said, KCP. They can call on J.R. Smith if need be. Um, even uh, Caruso is, can uh, can can step up and do a thing or two. Who do the Portland Trailblazers have to call on when, when things get rough? Because Gary Trent Jr. is one of their main go-to guys. And yep. unfortunately, Trent he's just Jr. not that guy yet. He's not that guy yet. He plays well, mm-hmm. but he's not he's, he's, he's not at the level that maybe even a Duncan Robinson is at in terms of hitting those shots um, consistently at, at the rate that they need them to be, uh, to be hit at. So the Lakers have too many options. They should get through, and that's going to be an interesting one. Um, I like that we go from the one seed potentially to the two, well, not potentially, but to the two seed in the Clippers and how contrasting their fortunes are because the Clippers and the Mavericks are in a titanic battle. And the fact that as we record, they're sitting at, at two apiece in their games with Luka Doncic's incredible 43-point triple-double, 17 rebounds, 12 assists. That kid, that guy, I mean... People have been saying, no, he's not a he's not a he's not a sophomore. I mean, this guy's been playing for so long, Euroleague MVP. He's 21. He's not a veteran. He's not like he's been there. I don't even know if he knows how to grow a beard yet. Yet he knows <laughs> he knows how to win games. Cyrus, let me be honest with you, Cyrus. Mm-hmm. Realistically, this should have been a 3-1 in favor of the Dallas Mavericks, given the Clippers Ooh. a harder harder journey back. I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. That e- ejection of one Christoph Porzingis affected yeah. the flow of that game and, 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 and put everything in favor of the Clippers, which I felt was unfair, but that's my own opinion, right, Cyrus? Mm-hmm. That's my mm-hmm. own opinion. Mm-hmm. But I think, it, honestly speaking, the Clippers only deserve one of the two wins that they've gotten. This should be 3-1 in favor of the Dallas Mavericks, but this speaks to some of the potential shots that we spoke about uh, yeah. at the restart. And, the Dallas Mavericks have shown that even though on paper they don't have the, you know, the most fancied squad, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, they've got Luka Doncic, they, they've got yeah. the unicorn in, in Christoph Porzingis, uh, they, they've got Seth Curry, who's looking a bit like Steph Curry sometimes, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, hello, let Big Brother know that you are not just there for, you, you, you know, Sunday yeah. lunches, you are yeah. also... Uh, you know, a, a performer. You know, first it came from Dell into Steph. Now it's in Seth. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then um, they, they've got some so, so, some good uh, uh, pieces oh, around they, them. They're not bad. I mean, it's just that Tim Hardaway. Jr., they're not a terrible you, you know, Tim Finney Hardaway. Smith, ha- Tim Hardaway not, blows hot and cold. Cyrus. Exactly. That's the problem I, I always had with exactly. him, even back at the New York Knicks. You don't know which Tim Hardaway you're gonna get that night, and you just have to hope that it's the performer one and sometimes he doesn't perform but i think the level at which they are 
and, and and as motivated as they are, I keep talking about motivation, Cyrus, yeah. because for most squads right now, when you're playing against Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, and they, they, they've got a Montrez Harrell, you know, and, and, and they've got Sweet Lou Williams, Mr. Six Man of the mm. Year. They've got all those pieces on their side, even a Zubat. He's yeah. not a walkover. Yeah. That, 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 that's a young, big guy that can give you problems in the paint. And, and, and you know, do you think that team looks like it's easy to beat? But no, the Mavericks ain't scared. I, 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 I think if we might yep. go back to, 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 to the Rocky references, I, I think one look at Doncic has got the eye of the tiger. Cyrus is he's ready he really, to go. He really, really does. If there's he a guy... He's not afraid of anybody. He is I, going out there saying, Kawhi, I give you enough respect. You were the finals MVP. You won the championship last season, but I can take you. I will take yeah. you on. I will and, shoot, I, and, and that step back, Cyrus. It's he, ludicrous. He fakes me, and I'm just watching the game. <laughs> but, but this is the other thing for me about what we're seeing in this Dallas team, is that we're seeing, there's a reason why Rick Carlisle was nominated for Coach of the Year, because he's doing a heck of a job with these players that he has at his disposal. The other thing about them is that they're still struggling with injuries to key players in certain instances, and mm -hmm. that's that's been an incredible thing to see where Luca, that an ankle injury was a proper ankle injury. It wasn't just like, you know, oh, he thought he might have hurt something. He hurt himself, but he's managing to, to, to grit, pull through and do what he needs to do. It's just that when you look at the Clippers and you start thinking, okay, what more can we see from these guys? And they're just not delivering. I'm, I don't know if I want to talk about Paul George right now because it is insane he's not having a good time Cyrus. it is insane his numbers are terrible they are terrible right now and what's what's critical is that in 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 teams where you've got players having a bad time the, mm -hmm. their teammates avoid them and we're seeing this and even down the stretch against dallas they were passing to Reggie Jackson before they're passing to Chris to, to Paul George. Paul George. Now Cyrus it, that, it, that says it all. It speaks volumes, but at the same time, Kawhi did go on record saying, We understand PG 13 is going through a hard time, but we got his back. But at the same time, and I'm gonna be controversial again because now I'm becoming controversial K. You can call okay. me CK from time to time. <laughs> controversial K has got this to say. I've got it rhyming there, Cyrus. You know Dave Lillard, yeah. when he was laughed at by the Clippers for missing those two free throws, what mm -hmm. did he say about Paul George? He's, he, I paraphrase. This is yes. not the exact words. He says, you've got a nerve, homie. You <laughs> run away from all the squads because you are afraid to grind it out and work hard. You run away from the Indiana Pacers. You mm -hmm. run away from OKC. Now you're at the Clippers thinking you're going to get a free lunch alongside Kawhi Leonard. I'm still paraphrasing. And yeah. it goes back to say, maybe Dane had a point. Because these players know each other. These players all play at a high level. Maybe he did see something in Paul George where he goes, so that boy can't grind. This can't just, grind the way that I just grind. sounded like battle raps. It sounded like battle raps to me. You know, you're not going to say things in a, in, in a rap battle that are always true. You're going to say things no. to hurt your opponent. But true, true, what true. is hurting Paul George is not what is being said. It's what he is doing. His field goal percentage in these playoffs is 29%. His three-point percentage is 22%. Literally, he has attempted 36 three-pointers and hit eight. 
I mean, I don't know about you, but that's bad. You know, and, and so they can't hide him. And this is the, the thing for me, because Doc Rivers is looking at this team thinking, come on, we, we've done everything in our power to get you, PG. Do what you need to do. And PG's like, uh, uh, what answers do I give? And this is, the, this is what's hurting them. This is what's hurting them. Kawhi's played relatively well for his standards, though I see some people calling him a fraud. Um, I don't agree with that. I just think that sometimes some players are not the go-to guy to get you 40 or 50. They are 30-point players, and that's a great amount of points. But the other guys have got to step up. Lou Williams hit 36 points in the game against uh, the Mavericks game four. So there are players who are doing well, but then there are other players who are just there to apparently put their numbers on so that they can actually be part of this. And I think that's what's costing the Clippers is that they don't have plans to shut down teams and they don't have a plan to shut down um, Luka Doncic because putting um, Reggie Jackson to guard him down the stretch really was not the way to go. But we'll leave no, it at that. That, that, that wasn't the way to go. Do you think that the maps are going to go through or do you think the Clippers are going through? Cyrus, the uh, logic says the Clippers are going to pull their socks up and, and take this one. But the way this year, 2020 has been, I would Chaos be surprised the Mavs went through. Chaos yep. reigns. Um, so let's go to our other matchups because this, I mean, we're running out of time here, but the yeah. Denver Nuggets taking on the Utah Jazz. This is a three seed versus a six seed. Also one of those where in the East, the seedings, they don't seem to mean much. And the Utah Jazz, are, you're talking about eating eating someone's lunch. They are absolutely hammering the Nuggets right now. The Nuggets just don't have any answers for Donovan Mitchell. They don't have any answers for, right now, Mike Conley's come back. Rudy Gobert was having his absolute way with them. And they just don't seem to... to to have any sort of response to that now that you know currently as we record 3-1 down again uh, the nuggets are 3-1 down against the jazz jazz look like they they're home and dry one more win and they're through is there a way the nuggets come back should they just say look let's give it our best shot but next season's what we have to look at i mean what are your thoughts and, and how have you seen the jazz have you been impressed cyrus first of all you know when, when this series started one Donovan Mitchell, Spider Mitchell, mm. put up 47 points, right? Yeah. I know uh, 57 points. 50, I stand correct. 57. Yeah. That was that was the that was the most points uh, um, in a playoffs game since Michael Jordan in 1996, mm. who put up 60 odd points, 60 something odd points. Now they lost in that effort, and it yeah. had me worried, like. If Donovan Mitchell can put up 57 points and you still lose, what is happening here? Maybe yeah. the Denver Nuggets have got your number and you might as well pack it in because I can't expect Donovan Mitchell to, mm -hmm. you know, to, to do that all the way through. 57 points throughout the, 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 the entire, you know, potentially seven game series. Then he kept his performance pretty high and Rudy Gobert came to the party, Mike Conley mm -hmm. came into the bubble. You know, you, you, you know his fellow teammates came to the party, and you're like, "Wait a minute, Jingling Joe Ingles, what's happening? You having fun here?" And all of a sudden, the tides turned, and they won the next three games. Yeah, I think if Nikola Jokic, Jamal, and Jamal Murray don't do what they did in Game One to turn things around, because remember they turned things around at the end of Game One. Yeah. If they don't step up and the rest of the clique don't follow suit, 
by the time we will be publishing this podcast, the Denver Nuggets might be on their way home. Well, I don't know about that because this is coming out real soon. That's what we like, hot off the press. But the thing for me is that I think the Nuggets are really on. The, their slide has been so pronounced. And they just thin have ice, no... Thin ice, Cyrus. Thin ice. Just say They've had no answer for, for not just Mitchell, because he went and dropped another 50-piece on them. But even when they've got a Jamal Murray who's keeping you know up with him in terms of scoring, it's the other guys around them. Where Jokic is doing quite well, and you've got Gobert doing similarly, there's no answer to a Jordan Clarkson, who has been, for me, the turning point for what's happening with the Jazz. Clarkson is now playing really well. He's actually contributing when others haven't necessarily been doing that. And there's no Clarkson equivalent on the Nuggets because, yes, Gary Harris is out and they've missed him. And I think that's been one of the things. But you can share those points across a, a whole bunch of different players. They don't have that. So, yeah. you know, you look at him and you say, so who else is trying to match the Clarkson numbers? Because in the last two wins for the Jazz, Clarkson's been the decider. So when the other guys are, are sort of sitting, um, he's he's been keeping the scoring rate high. Um, and then they've just managed to do what they need to do. You know, they've got the likes of Bogdanovich in the squad. But even our boy um, Moudier, Emmanuel Moudier, is also providing a lot of that impetus going forward, trying to keep the, the team on an even keel. I think the Jazz have got the Nuggets number, and I think they know it, and the Jazz are going through. I just don't see the Nuggets winning the next, however, four, three games to try and do you know and, what's and funny about this. Do you know what's funny about a boy... Emmanuel Moody at mm -hmm. the Jazz. He's a former Nugget. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty crazy, right? How crazy is that? This is just how, <laughs> how life goes. It comes at you real quick. Speaking of real quick, um, we got to go through we the wrap up Rock real quick. Yeah, Rockets and Thunder game. That series has been fun. Um, I, I know that I made a very bold, bold prediction by saying the Thunder could potentially shock the Rockets. It didn't seem like that was going to happen until the, the Thunder won at least one of their games. They won game three. Um, and that, for me, is because Dennis Schroeder's finally hit some form after returning back to the bubble. Um, this isn't over yet. This isn't over yet. I think the Rockets, though, do look supremely good. But the Thunder, if they can get something happening with Danilo Gallinari, maybe some more scoring from the likes of uh, Abdel Nader, um, that Lugens Dort. Lou Dort, oh my word, how well does he defend? Um, he's not going to stop... Um, James Harden from scoring Harden. every single game, yeah. but he makes it a heck of different, uh, difficult for him. Um, what are your thoughts in terms of that series? Do you think the Rockets just have this in the bag and they allowed the Thunder at least one? Um, what do you think? Cyrus, uh, we might be eating humble pie at the beginning of this. Remember, both of us uh, predicted that th this could be the playoffs where OKC mm. shocked the Rockets. And we, we were looking at small balls. So we were looking at Steven Adams. We were looking at Danilo Gallinari. We were looking at Nalens Noel. All the yeah. big guys that you know the OKC could dip into in order to give uh, the Rockets some problems, but the Rockets live by the three and die by the three. And they've they got have been living shooters. They've got one of the the best three point shooters in James Harden. Mm -hmm. They've got Eric Gordon. They've got PJ Tucker. You know they they, they they've got you can one, also call uh, them Austin Rivers. Yeah, I was about to say they've got one Austin Rivers who has come out guns blazing and wants mm. to show everybody that he's just not in the league because he shares a certain surname with a certain coach. He <laughs> is playing proper. And I'm, I'm not seeing 
counterattacks, big counterattacks coming from OKC's direction. Yeah. Because, I mean, like even our boy Dennis Schroeder, who we want to be sixth man of the year, he is actually back and he's, he's, he's showing some impressive uh, mm. numbers. I mean, I'm seeing some great plays from Chris Paul. I need more from Steven Adams. I need more from Danilo Gallinari. I yeah. even need more from Shea Gilgis Alexander. Yep. I don't know why somebody hasn't taught Shea Gilgis Alexander to have more confidence in his three-point shot. He always wants to drive to the bucket. And, and, but and that's his game. He's not always guaranteed. But Cyrus, it is becoming a shooter's league. Mm. It has become a shooter's league. You need to have both, you know, you need to have both bo bo skill sets. Because yeah. if it's not working, you driving into the paint and you're not the biggest guy on the yeah. floor because Shea Gilgis has still got that, that that young man's body, you know, he's still a bit lanky, he hasn't put on that much beef, you know, and, and he's trying to drive in there. And and, and and if you meet PJ Tucker along the way. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna know you you up you, against PJ Tucker. If you meet if you meet Uncle Jeff Green, you know, you, you you're gonna get stopped. And, and I agree with you there. And I think this is the the big problem with the Thunder is that they don't have shooters. That's just not the way the team is constructed. Though the yep. guys who can shoot are not doing it at the rate that they should be. Gallinari can hit loads of three-pointers. He's not getting there. He's not taking those shots enough. And I think that they're playing a little too slow. They're not necessarily putting the Thunder, the, the Rockets on their heels. And, and when they do have them, they don't play in the post. It's actually ludicrous that they're not posting up. Steven Adams can post up every single one of those Rockets players. And then if they yep. double him, they've got to take the shots. I think what I've seen with the Thunder team is that once they get it to Adams in the post, he gets doubled, he pushes the ball back out. They're trying to then drive in again. It makes no sense. You've created the space, take the shots. You know, my point exactly, Cyrus, even when they give it to a young man like, like, like Shea Gilgis Alexander, he chooses to drive. Yeah. Chris Paul might do the same. The only person who's really trying to trust his shot is our man, the Gambian German. Yeah, Dennis, Dennis Schroeder. Schroeder. And he and is taking his chances from the three. Okay, Chris Paul every now and then, but Chris yeah. Paul, I don't think he's trusting his three as much as Schroeder is. The Thunder are reluctant shooters. You see it. You see it in this game. They just don't feel that they're going to be nailing the three-point shot as much. And I think one of the things that they haven't done as well, and this is a critical area here, is boss the rebounds. That they're not necessarily bossing the glass against the Rockets who are way smaller, but the Rockets are giving you more effort. And this is a Rockets team that hasn't had Russell Westbrook. So, you know, that's going to change. And uh, and I just think the Rockets are going to, they're going to make mugs of us luckily for them but i think the thing is that they're definitely the, the kind of team who could be um, a good challenger for for the lakers in the next round and and it's looking more and more likely that that's what we're going to see um so you think the rockets also going to go through yeah i think the rockets have got this one on lock okay well then i know we did our predictions and we were hopeful and we looked at the paper and the size and they the were length bold. and then you know, when it comes to putting it down, it became a different story, Cyrus. Exactly. I think we're about to eat a big slice of humble pie on this one. Humble pie, humble, pretty much every meal of the day. We're going to have it with humility. But I think the most important thing here is that the basketball fan wins at the end of the day. We just want to see what's happening in these matchups. It's been really interesting. It's been really entertaining. So everybody who's listening, make sure you keep listening to the podcast, watching all the videos that we have. We've got the WNBA courtside show. Um, we've got the post-up show that's also out there. And everything basketball related, make sure you like the videos that we put out, subscribe to those, and follow us on Instagram, on Twitter. We've got a Facebook page. We're everywhere you want to be.
we are there. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Kay, for being a part of this one. Hope you enjoyed it, my brother. Always, always, Cyrus. And, you know, as we're recording this, it's the 24th of August, International Mamba Day. Rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. Oh, yes, you best know that. Um, thank you, everybody. We'll be back sooner than you know. <laughs> <laughs>